Welcome back to Epilogues, an unpacking of the weekly Haftarah. You're listening to Rabbi Yaakov Trump. This week we are going to be learning together the Haftarah of Parshas Masai, or it is the second Haftarah which comes up in the three-week period. Our Haftarah is derived from the second Perak of Yirmiyahu, from Perak Bayez, Posak Dalad to Chavches, that's the central part of the Haftarah. And we do have the custom to add on one extra Posak at the end um, there from Peregimel Pasuk Dalid. We'll see why in a moment while it's a capstone. And some have the Minag to also add in two Psukim from the beginning of Pereg Dalid. should be noted that this is the immediately following section from the Haftarah of Matos, which was the first prophecy of Yirmiyah, which was Perak Aleph up till the beginning of Perak Bays. This is now a continuation. However, it differs in the way it's described. The tone is completely different from the first Haftarah. The first Haftarah was Yirmiyahu's initiation into Nevoah and the idea of this Sir Nafuach, there's this pot which is uh, which is boiling to, and the north is facing north. We hear about the Makel Shakade, we hear about the staff which is flowering. And Hashem does remember the kindness of Israel in the past. Our Haftarah is full with anger, with wrath. There's a, there's a terrifying, terrifying message in our Haftarah. It is accusation, uh, of Hashem against the nation of Israel. The images and the ideas actually speak for themselves without even learning the Mepharshim, just reading the Haftarah is something which should shake one to the core, which is why it's very much germane to the time that we are in during the three weeks. Um, a question could be raised as to when this prophecy was actually given. So uh, unlike most Sifra Esfarim and Tanakh, um, Yirmiyahu is not in chronological sequence. And so it is important to always ask this question when learning a Sefer Yirmiyahu, when was this actually given? So the truth is it has to have been after the first parak because the first parak was Yirmiyahu's initiation to being a prophet in the first place. However, having said that, it is not, very, it is not obvious um, as to when it is given. When you look at some of the imagery and some of the things that Yirmiyahu says in the Torah, it does sound like he's describing Israel or Judea to be more precise in a stage of disarray, in a stage of siege and difficulty. So it does seem to be that there really is problems on the borders um, from the description of the enemies coming in, which are said very clearly in the South Torah. Um, it also sounds like Avodah um, idol worship and pagan service, is something which is prevalent in society at this point in time. And so the, uh, it is placed, generally speaking, towards the beginning of Yirmiyahu's career, um, about 35 to 40 years before the destruction. Yirmiyahu at this point in time is a young um, um, prophet. He is in the reign of King Yoshiyahu Amalek, which matches in a number of ways. First of all, the main issue that Yo- Yoshiyahu Amalek is doing is spiritual reformation and getting rid of Avodah which makes sense that Yirmiyahu is augmenting that message. He is leading this charge on a spiritual level, the spiritual values. You cannot do such a thing. Um, and um, we also hear about the, at this point in time in the geopolitics that the Assyrian Empire in the north is crumbling and into that void step a number of pretenders, a number of people who want to take that power, including Egypt in the south. And so there is reference given to that as the rise of Babylon emerge, emerges. So a lot of the themes fit very much into this um, and, um, and it therefore follows suit very much so. However, it is important to appreciate that this Haftari is one of great complexity and anger as we hear from Hashem. Let's look at it in, 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 in small sub, subsections. The first section we'll look at is Pasuk Dalet to Pasuk Ches. In this section, HaKadosh Baruch Hu essentially asks Israel, why is it that you are ignoring me? And it, it's, it's so powerfully stated. He says, Ma motzu avoseichem bi ovel ki rocha 
what, why did your parents leave me? What, what, what ill did they find in their relationship with me, the Almighty, that they left me? They went after that which was vain and empty, and they became empty themselves. He goes on to say, Akash Baruch says, Do you not remember? Where is Hashem who took us out of Egypt, who revealed it to us on the Sinai, who brought us into the land of Israel, and gave you this beautiful land? And instead of thanking me and asking where I am, what you did is you, you, uh, you, uh, you, you rejected me. You, you were a matame, you impurified this land. And while this was all going on, the Kohanim did not ask where God was. And those who held the Torah did not know who I am. And the shepherds sinned against me. And the prophets themselves were prophesying for Baal. And they went after that, which didn't help. You'll, you'll notice over here that, that, that through this entire Haftorah, there are two general trends or, um, and, and, and accusations. Number one is, why did you leave me? And number two is, why do you leave me for something which doesn't work? For a defunct system. You've abandoned God for something which doesn't even work. So a lot of things here. The grievances just in our section are, why did you leave me? Why do you not look at your past and, and have some gratitude? Why do you run after emptiness? And I gave you a land of plenty, and you, uh, and you made it empty and disgusting. These are all the grievances in this first section. Notice that there are four, four different um, entities in society being accused over here of being part of this. The Kohanim, the priests who are supposed to be role models, teachers in the base of Migdash, are part of the problem, the Torah, the, the, that Rashi says, or the Dayanim. The judges in society are perverting justice or not doing their calling. Um, the Ra'im, these are communal, communal social leaders, and the Nevi'im, those are the ones who represented actually the prophets of Baal. We saw many false prophets around the times of Yirmiyahu created great distress for him as well. Part of the anger over here is, just, is that Israel are not really like the other nations. They experienced Hashem directly. They saw Exodus, Sinai, and then were brought into the land of Israel. So it, 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 it's even more difficult when the reckoning comes because they rejected Hashem despite knowing this. So the, the, the cost is much higher. We now move into the second section, which is from Perik Bay's Pasuk Test to Pasuk Kaf. In this section, Hashem describes how, how the nation of Israel left Hashem and how Hashem left them as well. He gives a number of descriptions of this. He says, first of all, you should know, um, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the end of the day, Look at the other nations. Are you any different to them? Do you, do you think that, that, that you are any more special? That you deserve spe- special? No, it's, it's because of what you do. And now you have, you have lost that. You found me and, you, you, and then you rejected me. You've, you um, left me for other things which don't make sense. And he gives a few parables in, the, in this section. The first is um, digging a pit. So in those days when you wanted water, you had to dig into the ground to find a be'er, to find a well. And so Hashem says, You left, you abandoned the source of pure water, of good water, to search for pits of water which don't really give you good water, which don't hold the water well. That's who you've been looking for in contrast to the Rebbe Shalom, in contrast to Hashem. And he goes on to, uh, to describe another parable. The, the other parable is, is I planted you as a pure tree and then you branched out and you, uh, and, and you, um, you, you connected with all other kinds of, uh, of uh, ingredients. And Akash Baruch Hu ends this, this section by saying, um, Hashem says, I gave you freedom. I broke those oppressors that you had. And then you, in response to that, 
so as are not, but you were adulterous to me. Um, and under every tree, under every bush, you were adulterous to me. You never kept that same level of commitment that I gave to you as well. The Malvin does point out over here that um, in, the, in the first mashal, which is um, the idea of looking for other pits, and then as opposed to the second, the, the second mashal, which is introducing unwelcome elements into the relationship, the first mashal is even worse because when they were digging the second pit, when they were looking for something else, it wasn't like they even knew what they were looking for. They just didn't want the relationship with Hashem. So you dig in all these places for other sources of water without even knowing you're going to find it. That's how, that's how terrible it goes. You'll notice an interesting phrase which appears over here in our psukim in this section in Pasuket Beis is Shomu Shomayim, that the heavens stand astounded al This is a phrase which is entered into the idioms of um, in, um, of Jewish society. Shamu Shamayim, we talk about when something is terrible. Rav Mendel Hirsch in his commentaries on the Haftarah, Rav Hirsch's son, says the idea is that the very nature itself will mourn the fact that Akash Baruch Hu is not, that Israel is not living up to its pact, its agreement with Akash Baruch Hu. We move on, and then now the description over here in Sukkim Chof Aleph to Chof Dalet is describing again the idea of adultery, the fact that people are not chaste with Akash Baruch Hu. I gave you the pure seed. I, I found the forefathers, the foremothers created a nation. Now you're, you're, you're cozying up and, yeah, and introducing the seed of false and other foreign, um, uh, other foreign vines as well. Akash um, Baruch Hu essentially is again attacking this, uh, this, this lack of commitment into the marriage with Akash Baruch Hu. He then in Pasuk Chofhei talks about warning about going to seek other nations. Very Be very careful to going and, 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 and finding other nations who are going to be able to give you the, the, the security that you think you need. In another point, the Zavtori talks about the danger of going to Egypt and Ashur and Assyria to try to find your strength over there. That's not where you'll find your strength. And finally, this last section from Chavov to Chavches, he describes how when even when you come in front of me as well, I'm not going to listen to you. Even if you're going to come in front of me now and clean yourselves, I'll still see your stains. I'll still, because you turned your, your neck against me, you turned your back upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. Um, in this section, he describes the, um, the, 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 the swords against your prophets. It's a very painful description over here. Um, where, where he, he describes how the prophets, the, the Malchem, sorry, him, um, you, you, uh, you, he'll view you base Israel that, that, that you, you yourselves embarrassed or turned your swords against your own prophets. What does this refer to? So the Radak says it refers to them killing their own leaders, like Zachariah Cohen. Earlier on in Tanakh, when we hear about Zachariah, not Zachariah the prophet, but Zachariah was the, the priest, his followers. Uh, um, Yehoiada was, uh, um, was, was one of the people who reformed society, and then when he reprimanded people on Yom Kippur about their actions in society, they didn't want to hear the drasha. They didn't want to hear anybody reprimanding him, hear them, and they killed the very person who was supposed to be leading them, which led to the destruction of the Besamekdash, one of the things which we talked about in Kinois. Um, and the, 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 uh, the, the Radak, in quotes his father, says this is the idea of re the rejecting the false prophets when, when they come up. You didn't reject those who you should have rejected as well. A lot of very sad descriptions over here. Finally, the Haftorah closes where we fast forward to Perigimel Pasuk Dalet and the, with this standalone Pasuk, which is Haloi Me'ato. If is not from now, Karasa Li'ovi, you call me, my father, Aluf Norai Ata. I am the Aluf, I am the, the, essentially the leader, the, the one yeah, the, the, um, in your, your, from your youth. 
you are, you are. And this is how we describe HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's, it's the return. Now, Deris Eliyahu points out that the word Atah in the last Pasuk we read comes from the idea, the Pasuk in the Torah, where we say, Atah Yisrael ma'ashem lakach sholmaimach, what is that Hashem wants from you? And now, O Israel, what is that Hashem wants from you? Just to fear Him. And therefore, uh, Yirmiyahu is, is playing on that Pasuk and saying, Atah Yisrael, uh, now, what is it? Avi. That at that point in time, you need to call, go back to your roots. You need to respond. You need to do Teshuvah as well. We start hearing about the harshness of Yirmiyahu. As we read through the Torah and we think about that generation, which was not imagining destruction being imminent at all. Babylon hadn't yet fully gained its, its, its footing in the Middle East at this point in time. The, um, Assyria is crumbling. Egypt is looking for, for options. Yoshia is reforming society. When you hear the harshness of this prophecy, it can be understood why people did not take Yirmiyahu seriously because it is so harsh. And people could easily have denied and said, "Ah, oh, that's not that." Yirmiyahu is being a little harsh on us. Things are alright. Things are getting better. Things will be fine. But unfortunately, they weren't. And Yirmiyahu was trying to show them what was really going on. This, this is the power of Yirmiyahu Hanavi. We conclude the Torah of Masay. In the meantime, have a wonderful day to meet you and, and a meaningful Shabbos.